Hey, listeners, you are listening to the Liquor in the Front, Poker in the Back podcast. I'm Taylor Ferguson. I'm Lacey Ferguson. And we are here today with a little bit different of a podcast for you. You know, we started this as a fun and creative outlet to talk about one of our favorite shows. But unfortunately, sometimes the reality of the world just has some other ideas. And we felt like we couldn't not say anything about the events that happened last night. If you don't know us well, we live in Denver. Denver is 65 miles away from Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is where last night's mass shooting took place. More specifically, that shooting took place at Club Q, which is Colorado Springs' LGBTQ plus bar. They opened in 2002, and they were actually one of the only gay bars in that city up until recently. Right now, we aren't even 24 hours outside of that mass shooting taking place. We wanted to read some facts with you guys, but again, we're here more so to talk about our feelings and just the current state of of what we are thinking right now. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of facts that we know of so far. At 11.56 p.m. on 11.19.2022, there was a call placed that there was a shooting at Club Q. At 11.57, police were dispatched to the Club Q location. Police officers and emergency responders arrived at 12.02 as well as detained the shooter. It was a very fast timeline and we are forever grateful for that. Currently, five people have died. 25 people were wounded and it's only that low because two heroic people actually stepped in and stopped the gunman. So again, that's our current position on what happened last night. What we know so far. Obviously, Lacey and I are pretty shaken up by this event, but also we just think it's important to acknowledge that Colorado as a state has been hit really hard with mass shootings. You know, the the first one, and I think the one that comes to mind of most people when we talk about mass shootings is the shooting at Columbine in 1999. And yeah, other I other ones since then. I've I've lived here my whole life. So the Columbine one was the first one that I can note and remember. But there was the Platte Canyon High School shooting in 2006. There was the Aurora Movie Theater shooting in 2012. The STEM school shooting in 2019. The King Super shooting in 2021. And then our current shooting in 2022 last night at Club Q. So, you know, our heart just breaks for the Colorado community as well. And those are just the ones that are most notable. True. It's not an exhaustive list by any means, unfortunately. And then, you know, the LGBTQIA community has now been hit by and, and affected by two nightclub shootings, which is, you know, we assume a lot of our listeners are are from that community. So mm-hmm. I know for those of you in that community, you know what those places can feel like and how they're supposed to offer us a place of safety and a, a feeling of security. But I also know that we have some other listeners who just, you know, found this or know us or, or know the show. But they, um, you know, gay bars mean a lot to do. us. And the other shooting that Taylor is talking about is the Pulse shooting. That Pulse shooting happened in Orlando 
Um, it happened in 2016. It was June 12th, specifically in 2016, and that mass shooting killed 49 people. It wounded 53 more. And I do think that that shooting and that time frame for us is really important and meaningful. The Denver Pride, again, which is where we're located, took place June 18th and 19th of that same year, 2016. Yeah. And if you guys listened to our, our first episode, you know that Lacey and I met in 2016 and, and we actually met at Pride on that Saturday, just six days after that shooting. And, you know, obviously it was a fun day for us because of that. the start of our relationship. Absolutely. But the greater feeling of that time frame was just really heavy. Very heavy. Very dark. Very heavy. I remember that day at the Denver Pride. Specifically, they had um, an Orlando memorial yeah that you could write on this wall and just you know put your thoughts and put your feelings down and I just I remember that being such a big impact and I don't remember every pride that I've been to but I do remember the 2016 pride obviously because that is when I met Taylor but also because it was six days after the pulse shooting and so the feelings that you had at that pride were much different than any other pride for sure sure. I remember for myself, like, I felt scared at that Pride. And I remember that year I was scheduled to go. I'm, I was, I love Pride. We both love Pride. Oh, yeah. But I was scheduled to go to Denver Pride and then Chicago Pride and like a few All other prides. prides. Like I was just jumping around and, and that shooting leading up to Denver Pride really put like a damper on any excitement that I had and replaced that feeling with feelings of being scared and unsure. And and that year, even though I love Pride, went to Pride, I personally felt out. I I really wasn't. I wasn't out to my family. And so not only could I not talk to them or felt like I could talk to them about the pole shooting, but I also could not talk to them about the weekend that I was about to have. And it was uncertain. They didn't even know whether to look for me at a gay bar, to know that I was at a gay bar, to worry that I was at a, a gay bar. And so at that time in my life, that pride was very different. I felt a little bit more alone. Obviously, I had just met Taylor, so I was not in a relationship. My parents weren't, obviously, I wouldn't say around. They were around, but they were not able to like be there in the loving and supporting way uh, that I needed them to. So it was just a different year in 2016. And and that could definitely be true for some of the people who were at that club last night. Like people go to gay bars all the time as as testing out a new identity or as a place that they can be fully themselves if maybe they don't feel like they can be that in other areas of their personal life. So like, you know, how you felt, Lace, like people were probably in your very same shoes last night, which is which is really sad and 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 hard. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to speak to the feelings associated with going to a gay bar. Like like we said, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast probably can relate to how it feels. Yeah, but not a lot of people, I, I think, understand how it feels. And like we say, like, it's our home away from home. Totally. It's our safe place. It's a place where we can be ourselves and be vulnerable and take a breath. And it truly is our, our second home. But how do we relate that to everyone? So I was I kind of wanted to try to put it into some perspective. And, and the best thing that I could come up with was that 
you know, if you've ever walked into a room where you don't know a soul, not a single person, it is one of the most uncomfortable feelings in the world, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just, you don't know who you connect with. You don't know how much of yourself to be. You're kind of reserved. Like it's uncomfortable. You don't, you don't feel like you can just be, right? Like Very unsettling feeling. Yeah. And sometimes that's how it feels for members of the LGBTQ plus IA community to go into everyday other locations, right? They don't know how people are going to accept them or they might feel like they need to hide a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. But at a gay bar, you don't. It's like walking into a room with all of your friends. Like you can just show up and just be. Mm. And, like, the people that you're around, whether you know them or not, right, like, there's just a sense of understanding and security and safety and just knowing. Yeah, not having to hide any little piece. Truly being as authentic and vulnerable in the one place that you you never would have expected. Never would have expected. And so it's just so unfortunate, you know, that events like what happened last night directly threaten that sense of safety and we can't speak for everyone in our community so you know we're we're by no means trying to do so but I know today that Lacey and I feel particularly vulnerable and sad and obviously it's it's not even been 24 hours but there were a couple of people that were interviewed and I just think they what they had to say really resonated with the way we feel. And again, we can't speak for everyone in our community, but I do think a lot of us feel that same way. So um, one person that was interviewed said, whether it's a hate crime or not, it's hard to see this going on, that this has happened in my community, that this has happened at a place that I've gone to and I felt safe, that this happened at a place where if I stayed 10 more minutes, I would have been right in the middle of it. And that just, oh, that just really hits. And then another girl that was interviewed said, it's a second home full of my chosen family. A mass shooting at an LGBTQ plus safe place is damaging beyond belief. I totally, I totally agree. I do think that's, I mean, when I woke up today, and we'll flash back a little bit to what, why this has kind of felt so close to us today, but we, I woke up today feeling sad, anxious, like mad, overwhelmed. I think overwhelmed because like I don't, we don't know all the details. We still aren't even sure if someone definitely not extremely close to us, but even in our greater community, you know, was affected. There's, they haven't released any victim names. So we're just sad and and anxious. And I know that you might have other feelings that you feel. Yeah. Well, I just, it's, it's so strange. Like we said on the last podcast, um, you know, we're 31 and 33. And to be honest, we don't go out as much as we used to no. back in the day. And last night we we did go out and, you know, it started off like nothing. Right. We went to a brewery and listened to some music and got a drink and some food. And then we met up with some friends for a comedy show to celebrate a friend's birthday. And then from there, we, you know, we left and we wanted to go. To the gay bar, bar. which is often how if we go out, that's like how our nights go. And and we didn't think anything of it. And you know what? The people who were going to queue last night, they didn't think anything of it either. They were just having a regular 
probably very normal Saturday night. Very normal Saturday night until it wasn't. Yeah. And we went to a local bar in Denver. And I think the hard part about what happens in any community when a mass shooting takes place is you're not just talking about the people that went to the bar. You're also talking about people that work at the bar, people that you know, maybe got Ubered to a bar. There's so many different people in this setting that could have been affected. And my ex actually works at the bar that we went to last night. And we were talking, thinking like, there was so many people that could be impacted and that could have impacted even us last night if it was just 65 miles in a different direction in Denver. And we just felt really close to the situation last night. And we didn't even know it. We were out yeah. till midnight, and that's about when the shooting took place. Yeah, and we woke up to this morning, like, ready to get on with our weekend and ready to get on with our Sunday. But you got a text. I got a text from my sister-in-law and my mom. And like I just said, in 2016, I really wasn't out, and they couldn't really be my support system that I needed them to be for the Pulse shooting. And fast forward six years later to what occurred last night. And I'm I'm waking up to texts from my family members who know of a mass shooting that could have directly impacted me and are reaching out to say, hey, are you okay? How are you? And wow, that just was an entirely different feeling to wake up to your sister-in-law and mom being so worried for you before you even know to be worried for yourself. Yeah. Um yeah, I think what after the Pulse shooting, I felt really alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have a similar coming out story to you. You know, I my family was pretty supportive, but even my supportive family like didn't necessarily go out of their way to check on me. And I was in a place in my life where I was I felt very much so like I was a part of a minority. So I felt super alone. And 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 like Lacey said, like today I've had so many people reach out and check on us and it's it's nice to see how things have changed. And I know for us personally, it feels like things have changed a lot. It's also like really disappointing that we even have the opportunity to allow for that change, right? Yeah. And we don't know whether it was a hate crime shooting or not, but any mass shooting leaves an impact. And that doesn't change how you feel. It doesn't change that people are wounded, have died. And it's just the mass shooting in general that it really leaves that that impact. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're pretty focused on this and felt called to do this episode because it did directly impact the LGBTQ community. But in general, like, we believe that all public spaces should be safe, right? No one should have to worry about sending their kids to school or getting groceries or dancing the night away with their friends or going to work, going to a movie theater, anything like, and you know, any of the places where these shootings have taken place in, in our history have been a safe place to someone. Yeah. I didn't, unfortunately, those are mass shootings. We only listed a few and a couple that obviously have been in our lifetime and affected us specifically, but so many people are affected by this. And it just specifically in our community, our LGBTQ plus community, we felt like we needed to share our opinions and our thoughts and our feelings. Again, less than 24 hours since this took place. So I think we'll 
kind of close out here. But of course, you know, action matters more than words. Absolutely. So we want to leave you guys with some some resources if you feel called to make a donation or to help some of those who are impacted. There's a GoFundMe. There's two links that we'll post on our Instagram page. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, Liquor Poker Podcast. But we will link two funds to help with medical and funeral expenses for the victims and anyone impacted. And then obviously we are here to listen and talk if you guys want to reach out to us slide into our dms send us an email but if there are greater resources that you guys need there is the colorado crisis service line you can call 1-844-493-TALK or there's a crisis text line you can text home to 741741 yeah and i think you know just to say that we're we're with you guys. We're we're feeling all the feels, and we do want to be, you know, a resource, whatever that means. So, if you feel called to reach out, we'll be here for you. Especially if you find yourself in a similar situation to how Lacey felt just a couple years ago and felt, you know, alone and like she didn't have anyone to turn to. So, we love you guys. Take care of your mental health. Yeah, that's really important. And and you know, we spoke a lot to the LGBTQ community, but. We recognize that mass shootings, there's been so many across our country and that there are so many individuals who are triggered by events like these. So, you know, reach out, take care of your friends. Yeah. Hug your LGBTQ plus friend or family member. Yeah. We will be back at another time this week with a much more lighthearted episode. So until then, love you queers. Love you queers.